Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. two <laughs> back again um more winter <laughs> still winter it was dark outside already did you notice when yep. we got the water yep yep is it dark when you wake up in the morning uh i don't wake up that early <laughs> I, I don't wake up in the morning uh no 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 it's usually well when my son goes to school yes mm-hmm. but it's it's no not it's a dark. weird experience i i prefer Waking up when it's dark than not going out during the day and it's already dark. Like now. Mm. I hate this. Okay. okay. I would rather have one hour, one more hour of light during the, the evening. So get what you mean. So um, we, at the end of the last one, we're getting into this. Did, did your prediction came true or not yet? Uh, this is to be to be discussed, but okay. oh, at the end, though, we'll flip uh-huh. this over. Okay. Um, we're getting to this back and forth regarding how much can be included mm-hmm. in this thing called human nature and whether certain things should be mm-hmm. included in it. And the, the last thing we talked about was um, the... The what it is like to be living the human condition, and you would explain why you thought this um, shouldn't be part of it. I explained why I thought it should be part of it. Now, another specific thing mm-hmm. that I thought of at the last episode that seems to be universal, mm-hmm. not uh, historically contingent, and to some extent related to this human condition stuff, but maybe is more fundamental is. Religion. Mm. Thoughts about an other world. Thoughts about a god, a creator. Because mm. um, this is as far as written history and like things you can detect back. Well, again, I think that okay. there are certain things that can be said there. So first of all, I refuse mm-hmm. <laughs> on principle almost to to think that part of human nature is the belief in anything uh, that any belief can be part of human well, nature let me be the president who we forgot come on man <laughs> you think that i don't think that that can be it okay i gotta push back on this one for a couple of reasons mm-hmm wouldn't it be a really weird coincidence if it wasn't, considering that every part of history had the same questions and representations? Well, those can be more... Uh, so, first of all, every part of history, now we need to kind of narrow it down, maybe geographically a little bit, mm-hmm. and also narrow it down to written history, if you want. We don't know if prehistoric people, they were still human believed in anything they looked towards the sky certainly 
But that doesn't mean that they believe in in the supernatural being or in any being. Did they have a belief that? Don't we have reason to believe that? That implies fate. Retroactively, I mean, that belief to me is similar to applying our categories to things of the past, which is a a habit that I don't like. This one? It's the same thing. Okay, I get it when you're talking about, like, this one existed in the 70s. This one was the 1700s thing. But, like, all cultures, all history. All cultures. I don't, I'm not. That'd be a weird bet. Like, if I bet all my money on it was, I would confidently be like, just all the money I would make now and for the rest of my life on yes, that. Uh, yes, that in general, all people at all times believed. That this was a, only of concern for humans, and this is a universal. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. That's a different story. Wait. Okay. You're saying that no other animal does that. That's one part of it, and, is that it's uniquely human. And that is what makes at least partially what makes a human a human. Yes. So I'm not human. But you have <laughs> So part A is that this is a uniquely human thing. No other that we know of. That we know of. But you're you're pretty comfortable, right? Like you don't think that dolphins I mean the octopus might, but I don't that's know. always back to the octopus. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I agree with so, you. Okay. I think I think that if if this was a specific characteristic of a species, that would be okay. So our species. part one, good. Part two is but, you don't think this is part of like what it means to be a human because you think this is a historically contingent thing. Still, that I I believe that this is not an essential property. If you want, okay. Can I ask a question? Because good. Why? Why do they all do it? <laughs> why do we all do it? Why do they all do it? Why? Why do you see depictions of? Uh, Okay. Of God all across time and culture. Would you be comfortable saying that it's part of human nature to wear clothes? That's an interesting question. Um, since we all do since it. Adam and Eve, we all so do the it. stories go. We we wore clothes for protection and or to shame and or something so else. So that's human nature. A little bit, yeah. Animals don't wear clothes. Of course it is. Your your cat's not like ashamed of being naked. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's one of those things that's unique about humans if mm-hmm. you want. But would that fall into the category of human nature? Certainly the the reasons why we wear clothes would be part of it. But that's not the question. The question is wearing clothes. Okay, would you be more comfortable if I said religiosity? The 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 capacities the propensity towards some other worldly I, ideal. So I think that, the, as usual, the thing that will make me more comfortable will be something that implies uh, less content-driven, mm-hmm. meaning that if you, I, and I still have my doubts, but it's, it's better than this, uh, will be the ability... To, to imagine stuff. Yes, that's might be it. The possibility to imagine stuff. To imagine stuff. Mm-hmm. I would to accept create, that. To create worlds and beings. Okay. Imaginatively. This is already um, a significant step, though, because this is getting more specific. But that's what I was saying up to a certain point, right? Because okay. that will be 
one of those things. This is what I'm saying. The possibility to add that imagination. Okay. Not having imagination itself. Which okay, I'm gonna, goes I'm gonna, to the other side of things. I'm going to go more broad. Yes. Go ahead. So rather than just saying God and religion, mm-hmm. what if we say the creation of an ideal okay. towards which we are oriented. <laughs> Is that human nature? We're saying. Yeah, I would say absolutely. Like I'm I'm I it I I was surprised about the religion thing, but this one I'm like incredulous to hear a no <laughs> to this one. Um can you Tell me a little more about what you're, what you're thinking specifically. Because so maybe we're done. We don't disagree. Okay. Because so the God one would be one specific example mm-hmm. of this, but in general, you could say the idea is something like, for whatever reason, mentally, which may or may not be rooted in the, the frontal lobe, <laughs> um, the, there is like the construction, yes, of some kind of ideal X ideal version of something whether it's the because we experience particulars mm-hmm. right and then mm-hmm. so we see patterns and then we kind of like extrapolate from that and see ideal versions of stuff so the ideal uh person like what it means to be a good person yeah, yeah. some some goal i want to achieve so i don't i don't and this is trolls of the religion but i don't necessarily we don't necessarily disregard this okay it's just the way we explain this that it needs to be well thought out i think not that you're not doing this i'm just saying i think that these things yes you might consider Mm -hmm. them as side effects if you want side effects of the real thing that is human nature which is this prefrontal lobe stuff (sighs) we can go back to that we can reduce that to that meaning that you know having this specific physical characteristics kind of produces certain effects mm-hmm. that are might be purely accidental. Uh-huh. These effects are the creation of universals or ideals or stuff like that. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a side effect. I, it's, it feels very, I mean, you said it was, you could reduce it. Mm-hmm. Um, these things are all qualitative, so I don't think you could. Like, what about, what about goal-oriented behavior? That's not humanly. That's not unique to humans. How? Why not? I'm thinking of goal-oriented behaviors of big feline that behave in a specific way to okay. get their prey or whatever. So that would be like goal-oriented in a potentially non I'm being difficult today. Way. I know. It's I'm okay. Being difficult it's okay. Today. But so when I say that, I mean it's... Get, I'm trying to expand. It's upon the last day of the semester. I'm gonna. I'm like, already starting. I'm not gonna it. do this for a month, so I just gotta go balls to the wall. So, um, you have some ideal of like being the ideal father or mm-hmm. human or lover or hunter, right? And then you you kind of hold this ideal as something that is higher than you that you aspire to be. Okay, that. So, so there's a. The ability to do that. Yes. Uh, Don't say prefrontal love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, specifically, taken in isolation, no. I disagree with you. Why? Because I think it's either a side effect of the thing that you don't want me to say 
or it is just part of this infinite possibilities that we have mm-hmm. to to just you know identify something as yeah i don't i don't know what we're doing here <laughs> i don't know what we're doing here i'm just i'm just uh, you know i'm resisting this mm-hmm. i'm resisting the, i'm resisting any specific is it okay are you resisting content. it because you truly believe i'm skeptical of this mm-hmm. that it can be reduced to a frontal lobe mush material no i don't believe that you know i don't believe that okay so what it's the other thing that i think it is is the infinite possibility stuff but this isn't going towards that i think it is what These do you are, mean Hold the, on. okay so maybe we're talking about the this. infinite possibilities thing i'm also um not but, not in that direction right cuz to say that something's infinite is to say it doesn't have a limit, and I think the lines I'm trying to well, draw a sketch out are very specific. Infinite, it uses a metaphor, right? Mm-hmm. There is a, a short. It's not. It's infinite, but not unlimited. Maybe I should be specific that the things I'm mentioning should be considered as necessary but not sufficient conditions, because if you think of them as sufficient conditions, that gets us into the dangerous. Mm-hmm infinite whether metaphorical or not territory so these are just like things that would be part of it not things that are only this no i get what you're saying but even saying that these are part of this right there's the danger is always there but we let's pretend we don't care about the danger for a minute the thing is like could this be and i think we get in trouble if we if we are too specific or if we are not specific right. enough. So Go I think ahead. my uh, – I'm not going to say it yet, but this is definitely coming true. So uh, okay. <laughs> so I think we agree to disagree Stalemate. Here. Stalemate. Um, now, you had mentioned the beginning of the episode that mm-hmm. people can also take this in the direction of um, political stuff broadly speaking. Yeah. Where you talk about like Hobbes and, and Locke and Rousseau where they talk about human nature and mm-hmm. the state of nature. Now, what what – what did you have in mind when you thought of this? Or is it just kind of corollaries of what we've been talking about? Um, I think I think that it's, I don't know, uh, you'll tell me if it's corollary or not. I think that when people think about human nature sometimes, oftentimes nowadays, they think of this debate about if we are good-natured or not, mm. right? Are we good beings or beings that care for others or... Or are we just selfish, right. prick are we, kind of are, What does um, Hobbes say? The the war of all against all, all and glory seeking and yeah. all these Homo things. Homo homini lupus, right? Yeah. Um, well, so the fact that we're even having this discussion of goodness and badness, mm-hmm. already a potential candidate for human nature. Like, I don't know if I'm as would be as confident about this one as some of the previous ones mm-hmm. I've said because I have heard that there is something like proto-morality in certain animals, mm-hmm. which is how they know like to rough around with each other a little bit, but Not just enough. Much. And then when you see like the animal whimpering or crying, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. and you back off. Or even like altruism, where a dog will save you know a dying dog or, a, or stick by its human or something like that. I don't know. But but the point is like asking moral questions. Yeah, I contender. Think, yeah, and I and I also think that in that specific debate is about within the human species, right? Which one is the norm? Yes, and the norm is supposed to be whatever this thing is 
before society. Yeah, kind of the way yeah. we are natural. This is why Rousseau kind of plays a role here that is important because he's the guy that goes kind of against the grain here, right? Um, well, that's very different. More positive, right? Or negative, depending the way you look okay. at it. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, if we're thinking of, you know, just for, for to clarify, like Hobbes will be the philosopher that says that we are not so great just animals. Terrible. That we're terrible. And if we left to our own devices, we will kill each other, yep. massacre, loot, destroy, And like steal. we use our intellect where we can to make up for any strength we don't have. Exactly. So we will be like bad, bad, bad. And as a result, we need the Leviathan. We need the Leviathan. We need the state to, to avoid that. Uh, then we have Locke. Who says no? We were living before. Like okay, we were kind doing, of in the middle. We were doing all right, you know. It's this, this golden age, and we all living. And then, eventually, because there's some people that are lazy <laughs> and envious, then we need the state, mm-hmm. and the state is like kind of kind of there to to protect. Yep, the natural the, rights the you natural, already have. You, the, the the way in which we're supposed to be. The, it's kind of recreating, try to recreate the, this golden age. Yep. And then you have Rousseau that says, we were pretty good beings, and civilization made us bad. And I identify this idea with you a little bit. With Rousseau's idea? Yes. Yeah. Okay, why? I'm curious because, because I... Because you've said these kinds of things but before. I've been vehemently like anti-Rousseau for, forever. <laughs> for the, for the reason that like we've had conversations before where you seem to... Where I think I was leaning in more of the direction of humans as having some negative quality and you're oh, like no, no 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 this was just kind of like conditioned okay. through society that that kind of thing oh i got you, I got you. well i have i do think that society doesn't make us better but i the disagreement that i have with rousseau is like this this idea of the good savage that we had that that, 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 that he has that's the part that i'm like a little bit skeptical and right like, and from this perspective right so I think that the real discussion about human nature is the one that we had in the previous episode. Mm. While this is kind of a faux discussion about human nature, meaning that we're really not talking about human nature, we're really talking about the way in which we should behave and the way in which we can implement things uh, using what is instinctual for us. Mm. If instinctively we are good natured or bad natured but this is that, that better if we instinctually are compassionate or assholes so and, and they do this you're saying just kind of it's retroactive right? and also there's like a normative goal they have in exactly mind. exactly it's like a thought experiment exactly they don't i don't think they care about well not that they care they care i don't think they're trying to establish metaphysically or epistemologically mm. what we really are as human beings even hobbes He's the one a little bit more is the iffy one uh, with the generalization that I'm making, but even him, okay. I think is not is not really concerned with the way we really are as humans. He is more concerned with the way we behave given specific circumstances. Mm. Uh, this is true for for Rousseau, for example, because Rousseau based his whole thing with the fact that there was a lot of space. We were not in contact with each other. So we were okay. We didn't have we didn't envy anybody. We're doing our own things, and then when we start building communities, that's when the issue starts. With Locke, is completely ideal, idealized. We know that. With Hobbes, is the one that's more like he's looking at the way apes behave and the way other animals behave, and they think he thinks, well, this is the way we were too. 
I don't think they're trying to define human nature the way we were doing it before. And this is why I think this conversation is going to be easier amongst ourselves because I think that's just going to be like not that much. It's not even real. Yeah, and there's not going to be that much. At least I am much more relaxed well, about this part. I mean, if this isn't even the good stuff, then why? Like, okay, so, the, so a related concept that we haven't used this phrase for, and I'm going to use it because students love using this phrase, mm-hmm. is nature versus nurture. Oh, yes. They love, like, it's like crack. Like, you yeah. throw it and, like, and they jump on it, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I think it's this one. I think it's this one. Um, and think of human nature mm-hmm. as these things that would be against human nurture. The idea that it is totally nurtured, that there okay. is something at the beginning of it. Okay. Is that what you're thinking? Is that your, is that your is that position? Uh, no, I think. I think it's I'm, – I'll make a bold claim that I don't think it's that bold. <laughs> I think it's like pretty obvious consensus in in both scientific and philosophical circles that it's it's both of these things. Like it's a combination of these things. Absolutely. Like yes, things are conditioned and shaped by external stimuli at lower and higher levels, but it can only be conditioned or shaped if there is something to be conditioned – or shaped, i.e., some fundamental nature. And so I think really the question, two questions: one, does it lean in one or more directions, or two, um, are different things more in line with more over here and more okay. over there? I'm gonna give you an answer that you'll probably be okay with. Okay, <laughs> uh, but I think that in general it's like a killjoy because people are like, oh, then the debate is over here, right? Mm-hmm. I think that we are at a point. So, I don't care. No, I don't think it's that important uh, to discuss about origins of stuff, right? When it comes to these things, for the simple reason that there's no way to know, like historical origins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and because of this, I think that what I'm about to say makes the most sense. Since it's impossible for us to figure out the way we were in the state of nature after millions of years millions of years thousands of years okay of evolution for sure the animal that we are right now is an absolute mixture of the two things to the point that we cannot distinguish which one is which hmm i don't know anymore what part of what I do or what I say or what I am is nature or nurture. So that's interesting because there's there's two parts to that claim. The one mm-hmm. part is that we're m- such a mixture of both. And then it's like, therefore, right, mm-hmm. you can conclude from that it's difficult, if not impossible, to distinguish between the two. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that's part of the difficulty here. I think I'm a l- I think I'm a little bit scared skeptic towards that and this is why we had that disagreement previously yes, right because yes. you're like no, no no those things are mm-hmm. historically contingent or whatever and i'm like i don't know yeah. yeah but that's that is connected i think it is connected to that yeah but again can we be sure that i don't know wearing clothes is <laughs> is uh absolutely natural or maybe we were going around naked until some 
body was like, oh, what is that? That looks weird. <laughs> and then somebody got shamed and started wearing clothes. And then people were like, oh, this is cool. He doesn't get hurt when he sits And down. one response, though, which is another mm-hmm. uh, answer people might find annoying is, well, there's no such thing as nurture because it's all nature. So even yeah. if that happened, even if you got shamed, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, will natural occurrence cause something in you to feel a certain way and to act a certain way? But that, I think, is to stretch the word nature to a point that doesn't mean anything anymore. Because it's, then it's everything. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, the same thing. I have the same gripe with the other people mm. that everything is nurture. Yeah. That's not, that doesn't mean anything so, either. So let's clearly I think, again, it's such delineate a the domains. So when we say nature mm-hmm. in this context, not mm-hmm. in the original game board in the beginning, mm-hmm. we mean like the things you come preloaded with mm-hmm. that are there prior yeah. to the hardware. The hardware, yeah. Um, prior to the shaping of your environment. That is the way you are in your mother's womb. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> at conception. <laughs> and then, At conception. And then the second one we mean how the external environment molds that clay. Yes. Right? This is like the way we use those two words. And I think that in, in my experience, not only teaching, but being uh, not only a college student, but going back to high school and mm-hmm. middle school and even just looking at, at how people think today, mm-hmm. the common answer you will get is nurture side. This is like the thing you will get from most people. So people will say that everything is nurture. That Right, because everything is constructed and i use this not in the way you were using it so much but in in the the way that it is just like oh it's just kind of made up i could do whatever we're only like this because you've been taught that's a word we didn't Mm -hmm. say you've learned this from other Mm -hmm. people who are taught this and if i wasn't taught that i would think like everything else is just as good you only think this because you were corrupted Mm -hmm. or whatever so this is like the dominant view is that there really is no nature and everything is just which is contingent yeah which is a reaction that comes starting with the 60s and the 70s because before that well everything was absolutely instead fixed in nature and neither of the sides are right obviously right um i think that strangely enough maybe um this position these two positions right are kind of perversions of the original position of a couple of philosophers meaning that the the everything is nurture people they are perverting and both philosophers that's the way the alignment and modern and modernity the the everything is nurture people they are misunderstanding grossly misunderstanding Locke's tabula rasa thing Locke's yeah. blank slate Steven thing. Pinker would agree with you absolutely that's the mistake that they're making the everything is nature stuff instead they're Grossly misunderstanding the cartonet idea stuff. Mm. I think that is the the two big Descartes and Locke. Yes, the misunderstanding with the two modernity people mm. that we are misunderstanding there, uh, because people think that the fact that it's a blank slate, that everything that I furnish my mind with all sorts of stuff that come from the it's from the outside from experience, that makes everything acquired. What they fail to see is that the structure, though, is there, right? Mm. 
and there might be some other stuff. People that misunderstand Descartes instead, they think that these innate ideas translate into very specific pieces of furniture of your mind that are mm-hmm. in a specific way. They cannot be changed, and therefore everything is a derivative, is derivative from that. Mm-hmm. And both of those things are absolutely false, in my opinion, when you look at it, when you analyze the, the thought of these two philosophers. Don't you, would you say so? Uh, I think the thing about Locke is definitely right. So Pinker has this book. I think it's called The Blank Slate. Mm-hmm. And it's just this argument against this idea. Um, and he starts off, I think, by talking about the idea of uh, color relativism. Mm-hmm. I believe it's been a while since I read it, but I've had this conversation with my my friend before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in I think in general, I ha- so we have this one friend who's a very good friend of ours, uh, who is a PhD student in uh, rhetoric mm. at the University of Indiana, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also the one who. Well, we met him in grad school. Hi, Sage. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but he he is, uh, I think, more in line with this. Not completely. I don't want to straw man him. But we always get into these arguments like where he'll say things like reason is um, not only second order but like constructed and n- not better or more accurate than – Emotions. Emotion and intuition and things like this. And we'll get into these arguments. And again, this is, you know, I'm not quoting him, but this is kind of the, the flavor of so the what, argument. What's the argument that's less fundamental? That the reason is less fundamental on a metaphysical level? Yes. And okay. that it's that it's um, a, social, a social construction. And it's less accurate? Yes. And, and that it's not, sense? it like doesn't show us um, the, way the true are. picture of reality and it's not even possible. Okay, and so we've had a few arguments um, about this because I obviously don't agree. And my response to this usually has to do: I try and go really minimal because mm-hmm. I think you can like try to prove things that are too difficult. I always go really minimal, and I talk about like basic structures of of consciousness, not even like specific innate ideas per se, but just things like intentionality. Or things like the law of identity and non-contradiction mm-hmm. and I kind of go Aristotle route, which is, but notice how the things you're saying are still like going through those filters, mm-hmm. right? And so there are certain filters that exist within consciousness that are not socially constructed. Um, and I'm saying this in response to the alternative idea, which seems to be more in line with something like a tabula rasa or a not blank slate that is primarily filled with just emotional Mm. um, things and learned behaviors, I guess. So I have a follow-up question about this debate. Yeah, yeah. We should should have him on here. uh, So I guess the the first question is, does he mean that the emotional level is the natural level or even that is constructed? I don't know exactly, but it seems from our conversations that at the very least, it's not less than. It might even be more primary. 
Because he'll he'll say things like primary, like natural. He'll say things like, um, "Well, you can't just be rational about something. Like like if you're going through um, a tough time, and then there's some solution that mm-hmm. requires you to suspend the emotional attachment, and then just like mm-hmm. be kind of uh, stringent about this. You shouldn't do that. He's well, saying. he'll be like, "You you can't do that. That's not like how humans work." So it seems like he's saying okay. the non, the irrational is the more natural part. So I think again, without intruding into this debate, but which is a little Hume. Yeah, I think that there are two things that can be said there, right? One is, I think it's there's a sense in which he's obviously right, meaning that definitely we don't function; we are unable to shut off one of the two sides because we're made of both. And every time we are thinking that we are shutting off each one of these sides, we're just fooling ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that can be said. But I don't think that this is a big claim. I think this is like every – if we're just saying that every hyper-rational decision has a little bit of emotion in there, I would I would not disagree with that. But it's also pretty obvious. And also people aren't like – hyper-rational all the time. Exactly. Of course not. Exactly. exactly. Now, if the implication instead of saying this is that the more primary thing is the emotional stuff, right? And therefore, it's more natural and therefore, we attach to it a value judgment that it's kind of better than the rational aspect. It functions better than the rational aspect because it is more primary. Primal. If that is the argument, then I'm. I think we can disagree with that like a lot, because that is a dangerous way of looking at things. Because there are plenty of primal, more natural stuff that are definitely not good, and we want the constructed element. To, yeah, like you need the counteraction. Yeah, you yeah. need the you need to contain those things because, right. quite frankly, otherwise rape is okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. It's not like he's I'm saying not saying that, that it is. Just in um, case. This yeah, gets we should isolated. we should talk. It, the, the the thing is, um, and again, I'm, he's I, not in New I, Jersey I, often, but he's he's uh, our friend for a long time. And, and, and again, I don't want to strawman anybody. No, no, no. Sense. Saying that's why I'm just trying to like vaguely do it, but uh, I think we'd have a good conversation. But um. Uh, related to this idea is the idea that it's kind of an enlightenment construction product and wasn't really the the, the rationality. Thing? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Well, it it becomes like uh, the forefront of what we believe we are, and attached to certain values, and attached to certain values. So, if we say the rationality is human nature, that is the epistemological indicator of the enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the Middle Ages, the epistemological indicator is faith and belief mm-hmm. and being godlike. Today, the epistemological indicator is probably a mixture of all these things. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't think this is controversial. <sighs> yeah, I have. I mean, or maybe it is. I don't know. Well, so the, I, I, the, the pushback I have about the enlightenment thing is that. Maybe the Enlightenment thinkers kind of took it to the next level, like on steroids, and it got in specifically scientific reasoning, right? Mm-hmm. I should say, but like 
it's not like logic there we go <laughs> didn't exist <laughs> um it's not like logic didn't exist until the enlightenment happened right because there was those are the laws of thought yeah but not just the laws of thought right so there's the laws of thought there's the categorical syllogisms um there's oh, basic you're logic talking, you're talking as a discipline kind of yeah, even as a discipline and even prior to discipline. So you have logic existing within Greek philosophy. Well, throughout right? the Middle Ages, yeah. And throughout the Middle Ages, you have those hyper-rational, like Peter Abelard and these, and these guys, and mm-hmm. maybe Occam yeah, to an extent. Absolutely. Um, so this is kind of always my response. is like, no, no, this, these things have always been there. And when I say reason, that's that's what I mean. I think there's yeah, almost like yeah, a, a yeah, linguistic no, no, and I, thing. And I, yeah, I get it. I understand that. I think that that, is, that makes sense. Uh, I also think that whatever we're saying when we're talking about these things, oh, we need to be careful, right? Because, the, again, the fact that something we have carried something over for a long time, mm-hmm. that doesn't make it necessarily... Um, Human nature with capital H and N, right? Uh, true, true. Would you be comfortable saying? Because it, yeah, I think longevity in itself doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it, but it also seemingly indicates that it's not random mm-hmm. or arbitrary. Like, oh, maybe there's a reason why it was there. Like, let's kind of see why this thing was there as opposed to something else. So maybe... Uh, Good. You're going to remember what you're going to say? Yes. Okay. Um, maybe a better thing to say is not the longevity of something, but the the fundamentality of the thing. Mm. Like how long it's been a fundamental thing. Okay. Does that... Or, or how fundamental something is. And by fundamental, we mean... I mean existing at the core, the core of all uh, epistemological and ethical structures. Okay. So, this ties to the thing that I was about to say. I think, and this is... I'm so... It's weird that... You haven't pushed back on this aspect of this whole thing, which is like at the very beginning. I thought you were. You were All right, well, pu- let's see. Now you're saying that. Start pushing back against this idea that human nature is normalcy, pretty much. It's normality, is what is normal. I thought you were going to push on that. Well, I, I did say I don't think it's what is normal. I think it's what is, because mm-hmm. normality implies a social mm-hmm. push and pull. But. I think that what you're describing right now is normality. What? That's a weird word. What do you mean by that? And I think that what you're saying when you say, when we're talking about the fact that some things we have done forever, right? Um, and you were saying, well, true, maybe they're not necessarily, the, the longevity is not the thing, but it certainly tells us something, right? I think that what you're describing is what is normal for human being beings to do or what has been normal for human beings to do rather than what is necessarily natural right what would be what would be the difference between the two um i'm trying to find an example that that will work do you mean like accepted yeah 
Okay, so so nature would be conventional. The is, and then the normal would be the conventional. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So because it is, I don't know. I cannot think. I have a mind that an example that will not necessarily do. It's it's natural. Just to show the difference, it's natural for human beings to poop. Right. It's conventional to poop in 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 a. in a hole in the ground. Like, right. Not it's in the open. Yes. Yeah. Or is it conventional that we poop in a toilet now, right? Yeah. Before you just pooped in a river. Yeah. Right? No, that's a good example. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking of pooping, but... It's, that's a deeply embedded thing <laughs> in human nature. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, there, There's exactly. a difference there, and the longevity thing goes into So I guess normal. a couple questions. One would be we're trying to figure out what the relation is between those two. Yeah. Right? If it's a necessary relation, um, does one entail the other? Sometimes, always. Um, I don't think... And I think, sorry. Yeah. And I think that one of the points I was making in the first episode is the fact that sometimes, most times, we mistake normalcy for nature. That can absolutely happen. That is like that is the issue. Every time we identify something as human nature, yeah. Every time we have done that, we haven't. We have ended up figuring out that that was just a piece of normal. Okay, that's so. You said this in the past, and I think that's taking it too far. Okay, why? Because it's one thing to say we can. We have to be careful mm-hmm. of mistaking convention with being or like with mm-hmm. nature, but it's another thing to say that. Every time that we have done that, we were wrong about this thing. Well, except for this time that we're living right now, which, which was, is what, always what it would have said. No, of course, but yeah, no. Like, can we agree that the last time we were wrong? Well, uh, we have to think specific because <laughs> because I like you believe that things aren't actually cumulative. So I think that yeah. so it could be the case that something that was conventional so previously. You were Foucault in this. Not exactly, but I, I don't think... It's not like I think it has zero... This is what I would say. It's not... I know. So it could be the case that we could probably find something that used to be conventional that's no longer conventional. That's the nature-nurture mesh. That we think was, you know, nature, and then now it's not conventional, but it's still natural and we're just ignoring it. Conversely, we could find... Can we give me an example of that? Let's see. Let's think. Is there something and I'll, I'll help you find kosher that we can think of that is less conventional now than it than it used to be, but is but is closer to what actually is. So something that we thought it was conventional. No, we thought it was natural. Something that is natural but is no longer conventional because it's become like out of fashion. Let's really try here. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to figure out something that we can actually talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hmm. Um, Something that's natural but not conventional. Something that we would say like the. uh, Okay, I could think of one. The the feelings first thing. Okay. Right. Like. Is natural to. Like it's not. It's not conventional, to put. Fittings first. Reason and and thought at the forefront. It's not conventional? It's not. No, well, no that's not anymore. Of, yes. Today, yeah. 
but this is closer to what nature is than just like the passions, for example. That might be. I'm trying to think if there's a better one. Um, I see what you're saying. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if this is just because we can we can also make the opposite, right? Like, the, yeah, we will still be. I will still be concerned if we put on the forefront absolutely like oh you always have to be rational mm-hmm. and we because that will no, all, right, right, be right. the same gap there you know what I'm I mean? trying to think if there's like a silly yeah, know, like I'm social sorry. convention um, it is natural to there's so many that we can talk about <sighs> okay I can think of one that's like on the cusp okay if you feel comfortable go ahead because I have like four or five in my head and none of them are. Okay, I can think of two. Okay. I can think of two. The first one I was thinking of that's more mundane. Okay. Is it is more. Oh, it's going to be weird. Um, <laughs> conventional now. Yes. And like acceptable to just wear basically your pajamas anywhere you go. Yeah. You Right? Yes. We've talked about this before. Whereas it used to be conventional to like, no, no, I have to like... To wear a hat and... Put on a shirt and like these things. Um, But... But the problem is where you find the nature in that. So... Because it almost goes against the instinct you have to connect on a level evolution... Evolution with other people. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So let's put it this way. Okay. It was natural... It is it is more natural for human beings to eat. Hold on. It is more natural for human beings to eat paleo. Paleo. Yes, but we eat like Burger King yeah, and exactly. carbs and stuff. That's exactly. a good one. That's okay. a good one. Good. Good. We, we got okay. out of That's trouble. one. We got out of trouble there. Um, yeah. That's one. That's one. This one situation where you're saying that things that are conventional. Yeah. Are. That we don't do the natural thing anymore. We do things that are conventional. Yeah, I think the point was just like, so you were saying we got to be careful because sometimes we can confuse convention for being. And I think true, mm-hmm. as in this. Mm-hmm. Or as in, you know, it is like more conventional now to be like definitively anti any form of authority. Mm-hmm. But like naturally humans do learn in authoritative shapes, like whether it be like the family or a mentor or something like that. And Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean like a dictator or something like that, but just some kind of like wisdom hierarchy, yeah. right? Uh, people with like age and experience, and you like look up to these people and things like that. That's another example um, where we lean towards conventions while instead we're, we're moving away from what really is. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So hundred mm-hmm. percent agree with that. But I think the the rebuttal would be something like. What the, rumor, what I'm, the longer something is conventional, it gets stratified. It gets like it gets we. It becomes harder and harder to shed it. That's yes, sure, of course. And maybe sometimes you want to ask, okay, are there some conventions that have been conventions for so long they are now natural? Well, that because they're because it's um, a reflection of something being natural, like. This is kind of what I mean. Like, there's the flavor of the month yeah, no, in different I, epochs, yeah, I, I, but is there something that's like is conventional so long that you're like, okay, probably that wasn't accidental? Uh, I don't know. I think that we are. I think it's like 
looking at things from I have one from a Lamarck point of view versus a Darwinian versus a Darwin. Okay. Um, saying what you're saying would mean that silly example that at a certain point because it's been conventional so long for human beings to drive mm -hmm. the babies will going to be born with the ability to drive oh i don't mean that i don't mean no, that. no you don't mean that but i'm saying i think it's like you can compare the you things. think i'm doing like post hoc yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay here's one cannibalism mm -hmm. it's a convention to not eat other people right probably and there is exceptions mm -hmm. right there's like a couple tribes um like i watched this documentary called uh keep the river on your right when i was mm -hmm. in high school um because i remember the very first actually the very first cannibals were on the left i guess <laughs> well <laughs> that's funny um no, it was just a saying they would use to get home mm -hmm. in case they were lost in the woods. Like, mm -hmm. walk this way when the river is on your right. Mm -hmm. But the very – because this very first philosophy book I had was called um, What's Wrong with Eating People? Mm. And this is like one of the very first, maybe the first philosophical discussion that me and Claire ever had with oh. a, a friend of ours when we were younger, like, like 16, 17. And so I, we talked, we had this disagreement probably back then, and then I read the book. And it's just like a, um, a collection of philosophical conundrums, and it mm -hmm. just gets you like, oh. And then after that, I was like, let me go to the philosophy section, and mm -hmm. that's what got me interested. But anyway, it, uh, the documentary I saw talked about this tribe that did occasionally eat people. And there was this American documentarian slash reporter that went with them, and while he was there, ate, you know, like a piece of flesh and like, he went on a news thing and people were like because <gasps> and he was he was just real glib about it. he was like it uh tastes like pork and people were like oh my god but the point is that cannibalism is a convention to frown upon cannibalism is a convention that the overwhelming majority of cultures have had forever as we as long as we know mm -hmm. probably there's a reason for that probably there's something natural in us that frowns upon cannibalism. Well, I can tell you what it is. We just get sick when we eat people. Uh, regardless of the reason, I think the point is that's an example of a convention. Well, conventions are not always absolutely non-motivated. There are motives behind it. And this, I think this is my point, is that there's some that are motivated for so long that they must reveal some kind of intrinsic nature. Well, why... Um, Whereas there are other conventions that are more less fundamental and more flavor of the week, and those ones you don't want to confuse with uh, definitely with nature. The, the thing though is what there's a million questions about this like sure. how long is too long right how long is too long how how long how long does she, does a convention need to be around for us to be like mm, that reveals something about it uh probably what, there's not a line, but yeah what what is like what are we saying when we say well, it reveals something about us it reveals something about our behavior our way in which we are with each other but human Natura nature nat naturally or just still within the set of within the other set of conventions mm -hmm. you know because could be just a relation to other conventions as well it doesn't have to reveal anything specific about the nature it could be but I think we both agree. <laughs> this one isn't that. Like, this one has something to it. Like, we could always think of counter possibilities. Of course, of course. Well, the point, well, again, sometimes the truth is counterintuitive, though, right? True. 
True. <laughs> I'm not conceding today. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm sure, and I think it'll be interesting to think of conventions that we think are but I think like we, more or less. Um, but I would think that we overall we're important. agreeing. We're agreeing with each other because we're both saying yes, we need to be careful not to confuse convention for the real thing, right? But at the same time, but at the same time. There are some conventions that are stayed for too for long, and they need to be investigated to figure out if maybe they are revealing something or not. That is, I can live with that. That is fine. Okay. Just they, they, the fact that we do some investigation. Listen, I, I think I'm a little more positive. I'm not just like we should investigate. I think I'm like it probably. There's... Yeah. Not well. For me, it's like yeah, it's it's worth investigating this thing. And okay. Possible we'll find out that there's really not much there, but still. Okay. <laughs> So investigating. let me uh oh, oh oh reveal. I think I think this is this has happened. I think this has been proven. Okay. <laughs> um, it wasn't we didn't difficult. explicitly say this. Okay. But um, you, you look disappointed that we didn't explicitly. No, say no, this. I didn't because we could talk about it for a little bit. We have some time left. Okay. Okay. I, w- I would like you to read. Sure. If you can read my handwriting that I wrote quickly. Many of most all of the higher. This word, level, level, ethical, uh, and political disagreements. Yeah, we have are the result of disagreements about human nature. Sure, <laughs> of course, of course, they are. They are. They, it's, I think that's it. It's inevitable. I think that's it. Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Do you? Th- that's what, it. That's what? it. This is that. Easy. I mean, that's great. Do we- I think. Uh, I think it is, and. It usually is. I think that in, in if you get into a little bit more nuanced discussion with somebody about politics mm-hmm. or ethics, just to be clear, if the discussion is a little bit more than just like, I am party A, you are party B, you yeah, bad, yeah. I good. Yeah. Uh, if you do just a little bit more of that, you are going to see differences in the way we conceive of the way we are or we're not. I think it's it's directly. Yeah, I, I think this is why those people like Rousseau, Hobbes, mm-hmm. Locke kind of postulated this human nature stuff to justify their political stuff. Maybe. And Even maybe the, Chomsky. Ch- oh, sure, of course. Of um, course. Oh, with the political disobedience stuff. It's all about preserving creativity and, right. and autonomy. Yeah, I mean, I think kind of what you say about the nature of human nature mm-hmm. whether it exists or not the extent to which it exists what it includes what it doesn't include will necessarily or something close to necessarily then reveal something about values that follow mm-hmm. um so you you start with the is and probably the is leads to an ought Mm-hmm. which then leads to different political configurations that are justified or criticized based on this or other notions of, of human nature, I think. That's possible. Same for you, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I think in general, yeah, this is a... That's the way. I, I think that there is even more to this. In my case, I have no problems admitting that probably this way of thinking about human nature is kind of goes into a larger uh, discussion, meaning that even the way I think metaphysically mm-hmm. the universe works and mm-hmm. epistemologically, all those things are informed, are 
at least, well, which is not surprising. This whole thing, this whole system is coherent, that's right? That's the last one. That's that's the absolute. All right. Anyway, but uh, I think they'll pick up a chicken. Yeah. A dead chicken or live chicken? Definitely a dead chicken. <laughs> Have you killed live chickens before? I, when I was younger, I haven't done this in a while. Yeah, like to yeah. to eat you. Yeah, interesting. Not pleasant. I'd imagine you didn't I, enjoy it. No, I don't. I don't like to do that. Uh, but have you? I never have. Oh. I have friends that killed. You should a, learn. I, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't think it's like some totally it's not unjustified. Chi- it's not chicken genocide. It's not chicken genocide. Well, we've only do it to one. <laughs> <laughs> we we had a a lamb roast when I was in college. Mm, somebody killed a lamb, and they 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 got a. A lamb or a goat. I don't remember what it was. And what they did was like they they killed it halal style. So they, they slit its neck and then hung its hooves, nailed it to like his treehouse or something, which is a f- bizarre scene. And then the blood all drips down. And after they do that, um, they skin it and they cut it down. They skinned it. I don't remember the order. And then they, they dug a hole, put it in the hole and then put hot rocks on mm-hmm. top of it, but they they left the hooves nailed into the treehouse, so there oh, was just God. these two little feet of dead. Oh God, that's not pleasant. Yeah, and you, were you witnessing this whole thing? They showed me the video. Oh, but you didn't witness it. I saw the hooves, and I ate the the. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the the, did, the rocks didn't cook it. They had to put it on the grill afterwards. <laughs> well, did they did they eat it the same day? Did they eat it the same day that they killed it? Yeah, we ate it the same day. They woke up really early in the morning. Okay. Why well, was this wrong? Yeah, you you gotta wait a little bit. Oh well, couple right. days. That's why I didn't cook well. Well, right. you well, you fund my autopsy, and they find <laughs> something about like it was the lamb. Can you imagine? All right, I think that's it for today. That's um, it. We have got to the very bottom of something like that. <laughs> um, um, I will say that we're approaching episode a hundred. I would like for you guys to send us questions that you have because it's been a while since we have some that people have sent that we haven't answered in the past that I've been holding mm-hmm. out a long time because mm-hmm. I don't want to do it too suddenly. But if you guys, I want to do a Q&A again. And if you guys have any questions while you've been listening to us that you're like, I wonder what they think about this or like, how does this factor into this philosophy stuff or like what do you mm-hmm. just anything like please send an email to publicphilproject at gmail.com um, please don't don't send complicated questions <laughs> just, as complicated as you'd like yeah, yeah. Well, it's in our nature to answer these questions and we'll, uh, that's right good <laughs> good ending enjoy the depressing the depressing January yeah well the least good months are January and February it's gonna it's gonna get better February is pretty true. good What's that? February is pretty good. This is the most insane thing I've heard. Valentine's Day. True. The month is short. It's just 28 days, which That's is great. That's true. That's true. Right? It's also the, the, the time of the year where you just start thinking, like, this is the last month of the winter. So you start feeling hopeful. There's a bunch of stuff there. I see that as March. But to be continued. <laughs> to be continued. All right. See you guys. See you later.